The following program is a presentation of Jazz Sports. Welcome to Two Minute Warning. This is the high-paced American football podcast in which the time is in short supply, but the opinions are not. Welcome to episode 103. I'm Jazz. That's Matt. We may see some interloping from our our newest third co-host, Matt's new cat. Was it Trixie? Trixie, yes. Trixie, there you go. Yeah, Can we call call Kitten? Yes. There we go. So uh, we'll see if we, uh, we get some some analysis from Trixie later in this show. Uh, but Matt, how are you doing? Um, I'm all right now. I'm all right now. Bit of pain today, but that's my fault for doing my hand in in work. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I got some uh, XFL gear on there. My DC defenders. Um, it's been a good week of, of XFL last week. Um, lots of news as well happening. It's all starting to to um come to fruition now the uh off season well and truly in full swing um and lots and lots of things happening but um yeah lots lots for us to discuss this there is uh, yes yeah episode even in the time it's taken uh, you know between preparing for this show and and the news and things there's been a whole lot of news in the last like couple of yep. hours that uh, we're not going to talk about now but uh, certainly is going to uh kind of govern what we are going to talk about into the future so yeah lots of exciting things happening uh but we you know without further ado should we kick off with some nfl news and then as always we'll get into the xfl to, to close out the show absolutely absolutely yes it's uh it's xfl xfl later but nfl uh business as usual so yes we do kick off this week with a we were right uh, last week, we named Geno Smith and Daniel Jones as our most valuable free agents. And both uh, with their retrospective teams, they seem to have listened and signed them up. The Seattle Seahawks, uh, they uh, locked down Geno uh, to a three-year contract worth up to $105 million. And Daniel Jones signed a four-year, 160 million dollar contract with the new york giants including a 36 million dollar signing bonus on average that's an annual salary of 40 million uh is this a good deal for the players in question and the teams that they have now signed uh well longish term deals with what do you reckon jez let's put two minutes upon this one I think they are great deals for for the players for sure, especially Daniel Jones, because although obviously he is invaluable to the New York Giants and they wanted to retain him, I don't think there was a whole lot of a mar- market for him outside of the New York Giants. So it's not like he really had any power to go. Well, you pay me, or I'll go elsewhere and get paid, like mm-hmm. some of the other quarterbacks uh, in in his kind of 
tenure would. So I think it's great for him that he's managed to get an average of 40,000 a year. That's vastly more than he would have got on the franchise tag, which is where things were going if he hadn't have signed the deal. And it means that he gets to keep a piece around him in Saquon Barkley because they've used the tag on him instead. Uh, Gino, similar. You know, uh, I think he knows what he is. He's the quarterback for now, and he's also the quarterback who's going to be developing the guy for the future. So I think it's great for the teams, great for the quarterbacks. Everyone's a winner here in my book. Yeah, absolutely. Can't uh, can't disagree there. Yeah, definitely good for all involved. Daniel Jones um, gets a nice deal. Um, still young, and I guess the future of New York Giants now. Um, he's he's going to be there for at least another four years, earning uh, a nice sum, uh, which which we said he really did deserve. But I think you're right. Not much market for him outside of. The Giants, Gino, uh, absolutely deserves the recognition and the pay for what he did in really saving uh, Seattle last season. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that we picked these two. I'm glad that we kind of get to say, yeah, we were right. Um, and um, they were kind of top of that 100 and whatever, 101 top potential free agents, weren't they? Yes, I mean, w- there were three names really that we picked out and, uh, you know, all three of them immediately were the, the first people signed or franchise tagged. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yes, uh, we'll we'll move on to the next one, actually, because uh, they're not the only two guys staying put with their teams. The Baltimore Ravens designated Lamar Jackson with their non-exclusive franchise tag. That does mean that he is free to negotiate with any other team in the NFL. If he plays under that franchise tag, he'll receive $32.4 million. The question I have for you, Matt, is should another team make him an offer? He can be poached. Should another team take him from Baltimore? That's the question. Two minutes. Yeah, so, I mean, we've, we've never really touched on these, well, not for a while, have touched on these non-exclusive franchise tags that, um, seem to be bigish news now, especially with Lamar Jackson in question. Um, I think there may be teams out there that can that can offer him um, more than the um, thirty two point four million dollars per year in a contract. Uh, could he be the answer to Denver? That's the first name that popped into my head. Seeing what Russell Wilson and and the awful. Uh, season he had last time out. Jackson is more of a threat, um, and I think he, he 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 could be a decent fit in Denver. But I don't see Denver picking picking up the option, to be honest. Yeah, it's difficult because obviously he is a very good quarterback, and he will go in and make any team better. It doesn't it doesn't matter who that team is and who they've got mm. in place already. I think the issue is, and it could be the reason that already there are several teams who have ruled out going after Lamar Jackson and said they're not going to do it. Uh, Reportedly, that includes the Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, Washington Commanders, and Miami Dolphins. At least three of those could really do with a franchise quarterback. I think Miami is really the only one where you think they're they're set and we don't need to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But the thing is, and it it's very similar to some other quarterbacks that we've talked about, Lamar Jackson can't actually seem to stay healthy. And he hasn't played a full season in his career, I don't think. So, yes, you could bring him in and pay him all the money in the world and he'll be your guy. But what use is he if he only plays four out of the 15, 17 games that, that you're going to play? So, yeah, it would be a risk. And, and for two first-round draft picks, which is what you would have to give the Baltimore Ravens to, to make him an offer... Yeah. I I, just, I don't see it to be honest. I think he will still be with Baltimore next year. Mm. Yeah, I think um, you you've touched on Miami there. Um, I think within the last hour they have committed to uh, Tua. So um, yeah, that's that's not going to budge, is it? In in their Tua is their guy. I think we said that a couple of weeks back um, that Tua will be their long term guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what a player. Um, but hey. That's uh, this this uh, sort of quarterback um, merry-go-round keeps going round and round, and the now former Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr has agreed a four-year contract with the New Orleans Saints. Um, the team announced Monday. Financial terms were not disclosed, but sources have told the ESPN that Carr agreed to a deal that could potentially be worth up to $150 million and includes up to $100 million in guarantees. Jez, is this a good fit? Let's put two minutes up on this one. I mean, short answer, yes, it is a good fit. I think that... that uh the New Orleans Saints definitely had a need for a franchise quarterback. Uh, the experiment that they've had in the last few years with Jameis Winston, I think that's come to an end. He he can't mm-hmm. stay healthy, and when he does play, he's Jameis Winston. He's never going to be a uh, uh, a reliable option in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, jury's still out on whether Derek Carr is actually going to be a, a, a sustainable option for the future. Uh, we don't know the exact deal, what the money is, how that plays out over over the the first few years of the contract, and whether it becomes easier to cut him in a year or two if they try it and it doesn't work out. That will come out in the future. But on the surface, I do think this is a good fit, and uh, it's about time that New Orleans actually had a, a viable option under center. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a case of he's he's still in black, um, but with a hint of gold instead of the silver. Um, yeah, I guess the 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 question is is answered. Would would he be the answer to the dreams of all the Saints faithful? I mean, hell, he can put the ball around. We all know that. We've we've seen it with his time at Las Vegas. Um, he is a better standard than what they've had since Drew Brees has left. He now has, um, I'd say, in a sense, um, a a more secure um, coaching staff down in New Orleans compared to the um, coaching merry-go-round that happened in Las Vegas recently. Um, I, I just guess the targets are a little bit better. A uh, little, um, little better known uh, down in New Orleans. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do down there. Yeah, 
yeah, it is an, another example of we'll have to see how it plays out. They still need to to put some weapons around him, but uh, if Michael Thomas can be be healthy, yeah. then then perhaps that that will work out in the in the future for them. Who knows? 100%. Moving on, hundred uh, percent. Another topic that we will be discussing. Unfortunately, uh, the New York Jets have had conversations with the Green Bay Packers and with quarterback Aaron Rodgers this week regarding a potential trade. I said that we'd be talking about this dude again soon, and uh, everyone is, so we've got to as well. Here's two minutes for that conversation. Yeah, it's it's my nightmare in, in, a, in a team in the AFC East uh, meets your most hated player. Um, I kind of hope he does come to the AFC, and see if he can do the impossible, and that's get the Jets more than six wins in a season. Um, I don't see him playing in New York. It's a ruse. It really is. Uh, don't fall for it, folks. He's going to go to his hobbit hole. Um, not that the New York Jets is any better than that said hobbit hole. Um, you know my hatred for the Jets. Um, it'll just be even stronger if um, Rogers ends up playing in Gotham Green instead of Green Bay Green. Yeah, I don't even know what their green is called. Is it Acme Green? No, who knows? See, yeah. the thing is, I don't think it matters who the team is that is courting Aaron Rodgers. The questions that that come up are, if I if you know I'm Aaron Rodgers because I'm in the kind of selfish mindset. Do I have to do off-season stuff? Do I have to do the OTAs and do I have to do all of that kind of stuff? What are you going to give me in addition to the the contract that Green Bay have already given me? I want more than that because I'm I'm greedy and I think I'm God's gift. And uh, how are you going to insulate me from the the media? when I inevitably say stupid things because I can't stop saying stupid things. And it does sound like the New York Jets brass are addressing that. But I I don't think it's going to benefit the New York Jets to have Aaron Rodgers because same thing as Green Bay last year. It's not like Green Bay were a bad team last year. They just had no rapport because Rodgers didn't turn up. So I wouldn't fall for it if I were you, New York Jets. But I kind of hope you do. I'd like... A rod out of the NFC North, personally. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. You can, you can go from facing your team twice a year to facing my team twice a year, right? Um, we'll see. Um, that's going to rumble on for a while, uh, I guess. Um, and that's that's kind of we we leave the quarterback situation for this week at the very least. Um, However, uh, more more news in the NFL and, and organizations to do with the NFL. And this International Women's Day that was only a couple of days ago, the New York Jets and the Chicago Bears launched its uh, their inaugural Jets and Bears NFL Girls Flag Football League, um, the first UK all-girls competition of its kind to overcome barriers in activity and to increase access to the sport for young girls. Um, what do we think of this? Uh, I'm. We've both been involved in flag football. Um, so, yeah, 
surely it's just fantastic for for everything in in girls sport and and american football right yeah i mean i'm certainly not going to be uh, complaining about this i think it's a, a wonderful wonderful program uh i'm i'm kind of glad that it's been limited to girls because there's mm. been plenty of development in in flag football for for men for boys uh throughout so you know i've i've led on some of them myself and while that was mm. a a unisex thing and girls could join there's there's actually very little incentive there's no reason for for them to do so so for this to be an all girls thing and for it to be pushed by the nfl i think it's great for the sport it's great for um you know youth development in sports mm-hmm. in the uk it's not something that we do particularly well here in the uk is sports especially at the, the youth level and the school level yeah. there's no competition there whatsoever so uh, i think this is great i'm actually interested personally in going to the finals and, and checking all that out and, and reporting from it that's uh in ealing i believe on may the 22nd mm-hmm. uh, everything kicks off on the 20th of april yeah, I, I'm I'm 100 all all for it. Um, you you hit the nail on the head. We in the UK just do not do youth level sport, especially girls sport, any justice. Um, Baffa, so British American Football Association, do have their own WFFL, which is the Women's Flag Football League. Um, but that's that's really sort of only a small clump of of all female teams but it's not at that youth level it's the post 16 uh, and the post 18 in some cases so yeah with with this youth league going on um i don't see why it can't carry on after this i'm sure it's going to be a huge success but then to open it to to younger ages as well so yeah I, i'm looking forward to seeing seeing what it brings for youth uh, girls sport in the in the uk my only reservation with it it's london based mm, yeah you know, everything's london, centered around london london gets everything and the rest yes. of the country is is left without so i hope that that is something that can be addressed if this yes. continues into into future years which i think it will especially with uh, flag football becoming a, an Olympic sport as of uh, next year. Yes, so, yeah. yes absolutely. Uh, switching gears entirely, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley was reinstated by the NFL. This after a year-long suspension for violating the league's gambling policy while a member of his former team, the Atlanta Falcons, in 2021. What do we think of uh, his reinstatement and what that means for the Jags? And the fact that he was suspended in the first place. Let's hash it out. Two minutes. Yeah, so this instantly makes the Jags a better team again. Um, gives Trevor Lawrence more threats down the field. Um, when he played for the Falcons before his suspension, we knew how dependable Calvin Ridley could be. Um, he will be that very much welcome addition to a, a Jags team that seemed to have the rumblings of something with the special potential. Um, we saw how how improved they were last season. Adding Calvin Ridley into that mix now, can they go a little bit further? 
that's a case of time will only tell. Um, yeah, welcome back. Good, good player. Yeah, absolutely welcome back. Uh, and uh, obviously it's going to make the, the Jacksonville Jaguars a lot better. Um, it it mm. should have happened last year, really. I am really disappointed in the NFL for this this stance that they took in terms of the the gambling policy i completely understand the need for regulating gambling within your player base but i don't think that the punishment is consistent with the rest of the policies in the league when calvin ridley is suspended for a year without any appeal without any argument without any qualms uh and everybody's okay with that but then you've got uh, Grope McGropeface, and they had to argue to get more suspension for him for, mm-hmm. you know, allegedly, but let's face it, actually violating a great number of, of women. So I, I think there's a big injustice here that Calvin Ridley was out of the league for so long, both from his own point of view and for the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I hope he hits the ground running and, and really lights it up in 2023. Yeah. Can't, can't wait to see him uh, connecting with Trevor Lawrence. So um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, and and that's that's kind of the news for for this week. Um, it's nice to have uh, quite a few news topics to talk about. Like I said, top of the show, uh, things are uh, things are starting to progress quite quickly as we move into uh, into draft season. Almost a uh, couple of places doing mock drafts already. We'll get there, right, Jez? We will get there, yeah, once we've got through the free agency stuff, for, for sure. Yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but now it's time for uh, what's become um, a, a regular feature. It's our viewer questions. Um, and again, this, this week we, we have a question off uh, one of our um, uh, more active listeners, shall we say, in Pico. So thank you for this question. Uh, the question is, with, with the XFL and USFL both uh, starting this spring, what do they have to do to compete as a legit development league for the NFL? NFL. Um, great question. Thanks again, Pico. Uh, what do we reckon, Jess? Let's put two minutes upon the question. Yeah, and no, I don't have appropriate graphics for this, so you're just going to have colours. Um, <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing for me for both of these, uh, but especially the USFL, because they've already started to do this, is recruit players straight out of college. Both of these leagues at the moment are kind of washed up NFL players the the 54th man on the NFL roster that doesn't doesn't make it through training camp so you're already at a kind of lesser caliber of player and that's fine I love that they're getting the opportunity to develop to show what they can do and then get back into NFL teams but I think you need a younger base and some more flash from young players who have it in college but are overlooked in terms of the NFL draft and going into the NFL. They have done that so far. Uh, USFL held their college draft a couple of weeks ago, and there were a number of players who made that decision of, do I hang around for the NFL draft and not be drafted, or do I shoot my shot, go into the uh, USFL, 
play out that season, ball out all season, and then still be available for NFL training camps when the USFL season is over. Uh, and I think that's that's really what players need to do. And that's what the XFL needs to start doing as well as of next year, rather than it just being a journeyman league. They need to keep the games entertaining. They need to draw crowds. They are starting to do that in the XFL. The USFL was lacking in that last season. We'll see how they do this year. Continue to pay the bills and and stay alive. Be the opportunity that doesn't exist outside of the NFL at the moment. And here's my timeout so that you can actually talk. Yeah, it, it's it is it's it's really interesting, and and for me, it's a case of you know keeping the investment there. They've they've got a fantastic um, group of owners in in Dwayne Johnson, um, Miss, Mrs. Um, X, uh, Dwayne Johnson, in Danny Garcia. Um, I can't think of the third guy involved. I can't his his name. He's not really important. He he doesn't really get involved. <laughs> We we just know it's the Rock and and Danny. Um, yeah. Well, Danny's in charge. Um, the Rock she's and the Mrs. Mrs. X Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. X Rock. Yeah. Um, they've done an incredible job. They've built. They've they've brought in some really um, high profile investors like in Under Armour who provide all the um, all the equipment, um, which which is a great sports partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoa um, Energy Drink, which is owned by Dwayne as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a and case of Terramana is tequila brand. Terramana the rock's like, tequila, I'm gonna yeah. just pump this with my <laughs> brands. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I'll just call it the Rock XFL. Yeah. Um or, or yeah, something like that. Um anyway, yeah, it's a case of you know, we're keeping these eight teams happy, maybe looking at expansion, um, making it more lucrative for all involved. Um you're right with the crowds. The crowds have been incredible considering they're smaller stadiums. So I think um, watching the DC Defenders um, Battlehawks game last weekend, I think they had just over 16,000 in there uh, and a massive beer snake, um, which was impressive. We'll Um, get to that, yeah. (laughs) We'll get to the beer snake. Uh, so yeah, the XFL, IFL, and NFL all kind of have an agreement of sorts where players can be developed for for bigger and better things. It's it's not a it's not an, a there's some sort of agreement, and I can't remember the exact details. But yeah, there they can be development, and and players can go up. Um, you're right in in the USFL that they're doing a good job of bringing these players that aren't waiting around, but if they have said good year in the USFL, are there ready and waiting for for bigger and better things? Um, it's an accessible game uh, in the USFL and the XFL for the fans, um, and it's gaining momentum and popularity. Um, there's there's fan bases over here now of of all the teams involved in the XFL on social media, um, USFL just needs to kind of ride the coattails of what the US at the XFL are doing. It'd be great because it's a continuation of football uh, straight out. Well, almost what mid season in the XFL, the USFL will be kicking off. Uh, we're not that far from it. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. it it's, it's all good. Um, all good things. And I think having the opportunity to go, to go to bigger, better things is, is, is the main point we're, we're getting at. Yeah, yeah, and it's just great to have 
more football options throughout the year. Yes. There's, there's no real point in the year now where there won't be, be football played uh, no. know, properly. Okay, some mm-hmm. of that is NFL preseason, and that's not really football, but still, it, it, <laughs> they are you know, throwing a ball around. Some people are catching it, and some people are not, and that's what we're looking for, really. So, yeah, yes. more very exciting stuff. Uh, thank you for the question, Pico. We've got another viewer question from Paul. Is there a market... Is there actually a market for Odell Beckham Jr.? Or is he just trying to milk out another bit of money before he has to retire? I I think Paul might have his own opinions on this, but uh, the, the, you know, the question seems to suggest a, a certain agenda. But let's give our thoughts. What do you think, Matt? Here's two minutes. Yeah, so OBJ last on the Rams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's where I remember him. Uh, and winning a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, for me, he's he had so much promise coming into the league. It was all name up in lights, OBJ, uh, probably because he had a catchy three-letter acronym for himself or whatever. Anyway, yes, Um He's just not very good anymore. Uh, he's far too injury prone. So I'm not sure he ends up on any team this coming season. Um, where does he go? I mean, is I don't know if he's out of contract with, with the Rams yet, is he? Or He is a free agent. He's currently listed as the top, top wide receiver free agent in the in There the we league, are so. then. There we are then. Um, that's not me keeping tabs on that, that, hundred, that hundred and something, whatever top free agent list um yeah i don't know where he goes um hey here's a suggestion for him xfl usfl uh but we don't do this washed up x nfl players anymore uh it'd be a great challenge for him i guess um but is he even up for the challenge uh, there's a, a kind of double-edged sword here with odell Beckham jr in my opinion i still think he he has has something left in the tank we saw for the Rams that he has something left to contribute. Uh, he, you know, won me a bet at that Super Bowl where he was the first touchdown scorer in the game, and uh, I was very happy to collect that winnings. Thank you, OBJ. So there are teams that are going to be interested in him. The question is, what kind of money is he going to be looking for? You've got to offset his age, the fact that he is injured fairly regularly. And then his talent and put that all together into a number. And I think that NFL teams are going to be in a very different place to where he is in terms of that number. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Somebody will probably take a punt on him. Will he make it through training camps? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to throw up my, my, my tea, um, but, you know, you, you got there. Oh, we were done. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks, thanks to to Pico and Paul for for the questions. Um, it's nice to have uh, the interactivity back with the listeners and 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 um, and the watchers that watchers um, when our um, when our show goes out on on YouTube. So yeah, um, thanks both. Um, and if anybody else has got any questions, as always, uh, we'll we'll give you our socials at the end. Send the questions in, uh, and and we'll we'll. We'll try and answer them um, impartially, right? Always impartially, unless it's Aaron Rodgers or the Patriots (laughs) or the Bears. 
yeah yeah anyway um that's that's um that's nfl stuff done uh for for this week fully done um and we move on to our xfl stuff um and this week jez it's your turn to recap uh, xfl week three let the folks know where did we go with our scoring yes so uh just to to keep the update and full posterity on that uh coming into week three the spring league prediction total to date was jazz eight matt seven uh we predicted the games and we also had a pair of you bets that would contribute to that so the week three total for the games was jazz four matt three i got all four correct yay me uh and then in the you bets we had the following from the battle of the at the time 2-0 teams, the Battle Hawks and the Defenders, who would pass for more yards? AJ McCarron or Jordan Tamu? I said McCarron, you said Tamu. McCarron had 262 yards, Tamu had 196 yards, so that's another point for me. Second you bet, with 133 points total scored in week two. Would we see over or under 133 points in week three? We both said over. There were 172 points scored in week three, which is the highest uh, total so far. Point each there, which means that on the week, I had a perfect 6-0. Of the six available points, I got them all. Check me out. Aren't (laughs) I great? Uh, So finishing the week... I'm on six, you come up to four. So the spring league total to date is Jez 14, Matt 11. Edging a bit further away from you, Matt. It was one, now it's three. Um, yeah, yeah, hey, excellent week for you. Um, and I did I did a four and O oh, uh, myself last week. You did a four and O oh in, in the, um, in the, uh, predictions um this week getting all all four uh and, and you 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 called up correctly mccarran and and on the uh over under um you bet so yeah good good week for you uh really good week so yeah it's it's nice to nice to see um where we're going um even, even though ag mccarran came up short against jordan tamu and whatever the other geezer's name that plays the dual QB system in DC. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. He... No, he's not very good, that's why. No, they don't really need to do it. They should just keep Tamu in personally. <laughs> but uh, yeah. moving on to now week four in the XFL. Let's predict some games. First up, it's the Houston Roughnecks at the Orlando Guardians. This game is at 12 midnight on Saturday night which is 7 p.m. Eastern in the States. It is broadcast on FX in the US, on ESPN Player in the UK. Check your local listings if you're not in either of those countries. I I don't know where it is in Nicaragua. You can look that up yourself. <laughs> Two minutes on the clock. Who wins this one? Yeah, um, this one is, is the easiest of all to call. Uh, however, that is in theory and... I guess on evidence of the past three weeks, all you can say is Houston are good, Orlando not good. Um, so is it as clear cut here in week four uh, with 
the newly christened Houston Oilers uh, on on the march to potentially the semi-finals of of the XFL. Uh, they're leading the South. Um, they're looking good. I'm looking forward to seeing where like a couple of these teams come out. Obviously, if, if Houston can keep their undefeated, and there may be another undefeated in the North um, in the, in next week. So yeah, that'd be interesting. But I'm going to go Oilers slash Roughnecks. Yeah, so I mean, I know you call them Oilers in jest, but uh, this Houston Roughneck team does something that the Houston Oilers never did and does something that the Houston Texans never do, never do rather, uh, and that's win. They're undefeated, not only in uh, XFL 2023, but uh, they were undefeated in, in 2020 as well. They mm-hmm. are just undefeated in the XFL, so kudos there. Therefore, yeah, this is probably the most clear-cut of all the week's games. Um, that said... Last week, there was some signs of life in the the Orlando Guardians. Paxton Lynch had his best game of the season. 217 yards, pretty good. Uh, And the defense held the Arlington Renegades to only 10 points. So they are in a much better position to to try and go out there and win than they were, say, a fortnight ago. But is it enough? I don't think it is. I think the Roughnecks are rolling. They're going to roll into Orlando, pick up the win and continue that undefeated streak for the last three years. Yeah, yeah. The the um the only team, like I said, to, to do it. Um even though twenty twenty they only played three games in total. Um but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. It is it'll be a fun one. Um it could be an absolute mauling as well. Uh however, next up on our slate is I'll the, say, the, the maulers are in the other league. That's in the USFL. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. Uh, yes, um, it's it's your team, your adopted team of the XFL now um, in the San Antonio Brahmas. Yeah, something like that. Um, they travel to Seattle to play the Sea Dragons and not the Sea Chickens or the Seahawks. Um, it's a Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Uh, GMT. It's on FX in the US. It's probably on ESPN Plus or something over here. Um, check check the listings, like Jed said. I don't know what time it's going to be on in um, Adelaide, Australia, uh, not Nicaragua. Anyway, let's put two minutes up on this one. Uh, I think in Adelaide it'll be a, a nice lunchtime game on, on on Sunday afternoon. They're about nine hours ahead of us. So uh, yes, yeah. Anyway. Uh, the the Brahmas, my Brahmas now, are the XFL's case of close but no cigar. They're, they're sitting at one and two, looked very good in all of those games and looked very close to picking up a win, but just didn't really get it done. And I think this one's going to be a struggle as well. Um, the, the Sea Dragons were the main success story of week three in the XFL, in my opinion, and their offense just went off, you know, Josh Gordon, who is one of those players who is a an NFL journeyman looking for a for a new start in in the XFL, really did well. I think he ended up with two touchdowns and finished over a hundred yards, uh, maybe even finished over two hundred yards if I'm remembering correctly. Mm. So did very very well. The Brahmas are fairly stout on defense, but 
I feel like they've lost the ability to put up points on offense. So I think it's going to be fun, but I think the Sea Dragons are going to take this one personally. Yeah, um, and in in this game, it's a case of well, coming into this week, the Sea Dragons have woken up properly now, and their victims this week will be San Antonio, um, which is a shame because uh, Brahmas are just fun to watch. Uh, but we're seeing the real potential of Seattle. Um, hey, Brahmas could just pull off a masterclass in defense and show us all up for fools. But I'm not quite convinced yet. Um, Brahmas have got a little way to go before they become serious contenders in the XFL. Um, yeah, Seattle, the Sea Dragons, they're going to get the win. Sea Dragons win. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And uh, uh, one thing I do like about the Sea Dragons is that they're, they're playing in the Seahawks Stadium. So it, it if they manage to sell tickets, they will really sell tickets and uh, and things yeah. will be will be very good there. So that is good. Uh, moving on then, our third game of the week is the Arlington Renegades at the St. Louis Battlehawks. This is on Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern, which is 9 p.m. here in the UK. The only game that I'm actually able to, to watch because uh, it's not on at silly o'clock in the morning. Uh, good news for this one as well. The St. Louis Battlehawks is their home game and they have opened up further seating in the stadium. They had just had yes. lower tiers open and they've now opened the upper tiers because they've they've been selling tickets very, very well. Question is, can the St. Louis Battlehawks get a win at home? Two minutes up. Well, yeah, it's, it's from what I correctly remember is this is the St. Louis Battlehawks first home game of the season um so nice home game like you said opened up uh i think it's like level 400 tickets at 18 dollars a ticket that's a steal um st louis came up short yet played so well against what seems to be the team to be in dc um renegades i i just rank in the top three worst teams this year and when there's only eight in total, that speaks volumes uh, from what we've been kind of watching. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the Battlehawks get get out uh, a good victory at home, like I said, in their home opener. Um, they're going to have a stint of home games now, which could help their season progress. But yeah, Battlehawks win this one for me. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think this is a Battlehawks victory. Um the the home crowd does add another element uh, mm. to to this team, um, much like it does with the the DC defenders. Really, it it is walking into a hostile environment, um, and not only that, the Renegades really struggled last week against the Guardians' defense. I think the Battlehawks' defense are just as good as them, uh, frankly, and the Battlehawks going to be angry coming into this week after they fell short against the DC defenders last week. Um, you know, at home for the Battle Hawks, without the Washington crowd's hostility and that home field advantage, I can see the Hawks just absolutely walking away with it and uh, putting on a spectacle for what could be uh, a, a record crowd for the XFL, at mm. least. Uh, you know, that 
that city have been missing their football since the Rams left. So, excellent. You'd love to see it. Yes, it'll be nice to see the uh, St. Louis uh, Dome um, being used properly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, it's it's our final game of, of week four, uh, and we close out with the Travelling Vegas Vipers going to uh, my adopted team in Shields Up DC Defenders. Uh, it's a 7 p.m. Eastern, midnight GMT. Uh, it's on ESPN2. Um it's just too late on a Sunday. I enjoyed watching the Defenders last week because it was a decent time. Six o'clock, yeah, um, lovely. It was. It was a great time, great time, uh, and it was a great game. Anyway, yes, let's put two minutes up on the final game of Week 4 in the XFL, Jazz. Yes, indeed, and it is another home game for the DC Defenders and their giant snack. Uh, I'm all for the Cup Snake, Um but frankly, the lemons and the hostility towards the opposing players, uh, um, yeah, I don't think that's really on. I think that DC fans took things a little bit too far last week. DC players took things a little bit too far. We're getting a bit chippy on the field as well. Almost had an all-out brawl to finish the game. It's not a good look for a fledgling league and like the XFL. Um so really, although we had that game, you know, 6 p.m. GMT last week, it's no surprise that some DC games have been moved into later time slots. The original XFL, uh, they had to stop broadcasting it. It was on BT Sport here, uh, but they had to stop broadcasting it because of all the swearing. That's the problem with having <laughs> players mic'd up. And I think that uh, American networks are are having the same kinds of issues the Vipers have been improving, uh, but I don't think this is the week that they pick up the win. Defenders are rolling. Defenders are at home. Defenders win. Yeah, a defenders defenders win, definitely. Um, Lucky Johnson, for me, is the best wide receiver in the XFL right now. He makes all the difference, along with the uh, dual QB system at times. Um, I like Jordan Tamu, see what he, he brings. He just needs to be a bit more confident under centre. Um, but, yeah, um, Vipers just aren't good. And I guess we'll slip up again this week to a very good DC team. that Look, they, they have what it takes to go all the way. It is a case of shields up. Um, last week, like you said... Uh, yes, lots lots of blocking out of the um, of the sound on on the live on the live feed coming out of DC. Uh, at one point, I thought my TV was broken because it kept happening. Uh, but yeah, DC win, shields up. There we go, in at the buzzer, uh, and we will move on to our final segment of the day. It's time once again for you bet. bet for those that are here for the first time welcome in first of all uh you bet is uh, an addition to our prediction game we offer a binary choice a yes or no question or a uh an over under or you know, something that only has two choices 
uh, we predict that and it adds to our, our points for the week. I'm going to go first this week because it's continuing on from our previous conversation. My question comes from the uh, Vipers Defenders game. Very simple question, yes or no. Will lemons be thrown on the field? <laughs> what a question. Um, didn't the referee tell the crowd off last week? He did. Throwing lemons. Yes. Um, he did. Well, he did. That, that's the thing, Matt, because the, 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 the story with the lemons originally was that in week one, uh, and I don't know why they brought lemons for this contingency, but they did, uh, the beer snake was taken away, and so they yeah. protested by throwing lemons on the field. They brought their lemons to week three, anticipating that their beer snake would be confiscated. It wasn't, and so, well, we've got lemons, we might as well throw them, haven't we? So they just threw them on the field at AJ McCarron anyway, because they didn't like him very much. Um, yeah, I, 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 I still see the lemons being thrown. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just become a hallmark of DC Defenders fans. They're going to make a beer snake and they're going to throw lemons. It doesn't make any sense to me, but that's what they're going to do. So it's a yes from me too. Hey, we've we've had worse things thrown on NFL fields, right? We won't go into that one. Um, that's a while back and they were long and floppy. Anyway, um, let's get on to my bet. Um, Forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's a, it's a while back now, Jess. It's fine. We 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 remember in our aged brains. Um. Anyway, my bet is my now famous over under, and it's a case of with 172 points scored in week three, will we see over or under 190 in week four, considering the matchups, uh, over or under 190. Oh, I'm considering the matchups, and I'm saying no chance, no chance in hell of going over 190 between all of the games. It's under for me all day. Yeah, the the matchups just aren't there this week for for high scoring. I don't think um, there's going to be a lot of close, uh, scrappy games that are maybe edged north of 30. So I'm going to go under as well on this one. Hey, it might yeah. even be under 172. Well, I, I think we're going to be closer to the 136 of, of week two, personally. So I, mm, I think I'd yeah. say somewhere around the 150 point mark is where I would expect this week to be yeah. with, with the matchups we've got. And there we go. We're getting a, a, a last moment appearance from our, our, our third member of the team. Here's Trixie. That's right. Trixie, over or under 190 points in week four? What do you think? No. <laughs> I mean, that Cat wasn't one no. of the, wasn't one of the options, but but there you go. No. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, you saw it here first. Cats apparently not very good uh, co-hosts on on two minute warning, so it's disappointing. Uh, but I'm sure there are other places that uh, people can see pictures of of your cat should they want to. Matt, where where can they follow you on social media and and see some lovely pictures of your your new kitten? Oh, my, my new kitten yeah okay uh so yeah just just the the instagram i'm using is uh 
2MW Matt underscore IG. Uh, send your questions in, guys. Um, I, do, I do respond, honestly. Um, if you send them to me, I'll respond, and we'll get them put on the show. Um, not so many cat pictures up there. Lots of um, stuff to do with gaming that I used to do. Anyway, yes, uh, give me a follow uh, and, and send some questions. How about you, Jez? You, you're more active on your socials than I am. I am yes yeah best places to best place to catch me frankly is uh, Twitter at the Jez Show. Uh, if you would like to send a question directly into the show, you can do that via our email address, which is jezsports at outlook dot com. I forgot the suffix then. Jezsports at outlook dot com. Send your questions in, and we'll get them answered. Uh, it seems to be the most one of the most popular methods of uh, of sending yeah. in. Uh, uh, questions uh, or you can join uh, the primetime streaming network discord server there's a, a nice conversation going on there quite a lot of the time in the american football section uh, if you go yep. to my twitch channel twitch.tv slash the jazz show there's a link there to discord so come on in join the conversation send us your questions uh, see pictures of cats there's an animal <laughs> animal friend section in there as well so there is there is yeah, yes yeah you're gonna have to get get working on some pictures matt people need to see absolutely absolutely and on that note that is where we'll leave it thank you very much for joining us on uh episode 103 of two minute warning mm. it's been real we'll see you next time until then i've been jazz it's goodbye from me that's matt say goodbye matt goodbye matt <laughs>